Support for this podcast is provided by Cosmic, a Portland-based agency consisting of technologists, storytellers, and strategists who help nonprofits and B Corps quickly grow revenue and impact. Start growing your mission-driven organization with Cosmic at AmplifyPDX.com. Support for this podcast is also provided by the PDX Executive Assembly, a membership of leaders from Portland companies, led by executives from the Trailblazers, Adidas, Yakima, and more, Assembly's curated cohorts of executives serve to accelerate leadership development and build a meaningful network of peers, free from press and sales solicitation. Join now at pdxexecutiveassembly.com. From ThatCast Creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast a show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Hey, Danielle, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Dan, good to be here. You know, I live up here, most of the people listen to this show live up here and everybody's very familiar with the opportunities to, to to recreate and um, you know get out in wine country and things, but I still think there's so much hidden things that people don't know to to do here. So I wanted to talk to you about a few of those things. Um, but first, I would love to learn about you. Can you just tell us about your role and maybe a little bit about Willamette Valley Visitors Association as well? Yeah, so I am an Oregon native, so I'm an enrolled Klamath tribal member from Southern Oregon. So Oregon is my home. Um, I've been in tourism for almost 20 years and have lived in every region but Portland. Mm. So lived all over the state, uh, been all over, really love this state. My background is in law, believe it or not. I went to uh, University of Washington, but for all those uh, ducks and beavers in my region, I'm sorry, I'm a husky. But yeah, I've been a small business owner, created a DMO in Southern Oregon, was on the, the original founding board of Discover Klamath, so I've been a DMO board member was a state heritage commissioner for a while and uh, Governor Kitzhopper uh, appointed me to that. I still sit on their grant review panel because okay. culture and heritage is very important to me. And like I said, now I'm at the regional level. So as a regional DMO, we oversee all or parts of seven counties in the Willamette Valley. So the Willamette Valley stretches from Cottage Grove up to Wilsonville and the crest of the coast to the crest of the Cascade Range. So the largest river valley in the Pacific Northwest and quite a number of uh, residents here. Um, The major universities here and tons, just a plethora of outdoor recreation, right? Mm -hmm. So we're known as wine country. Mm -hmm. We love our wine partners Mm -hmm. and uh, was challenged recently that it would take an entire summer plus to hit every winery in the region, but I think it would take two full summers. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Um, so uh, the Willamette Valley, though, we're, we really do, we're, we're tasked with working with our DMO partners at the local level. So that would be, you know, Travel Salem and, mm. and Eugene Cascades and Coast, Lane County, Albany, Corvallis, all of our partners to help manage the, the marketing messaging that they're putting out. And our, our mission really is to bring awareness to the valley of, of what we have to offer and working community to, to make sure that residents, um, community members, and visitors understand that we are an outdoor recreation hub, that we do have you know a mecca of culinary and wine, that we are a great destination year-round. Um, whether it's here for you know harvest or cellar season, if you're if you're a wine enthusiast or you're looking out to get on a um, a gravel trail or 
hit the water trail even you know yeah. we have over 100 miles of, of designated um, water trail on the Willamette so um, quite a few things to do is it true and um, you know I my limited knowledge of kind of like the visitor associations, you're really trying to attract people that don't live here. So not necessarily marketing to the folks that live here to do stuff, which is, you know, I think a side effect, but bringing people from out of the area, from every, out of the state. So could you talk a little bit about some of the marketing you might do in the region? I don't know if you're with your research or you're focusing on like Southern you know, California or just how that works. So we do really pay attention to the data that we collect and you're you're absolutely correct in in that we do typically market to outside of the state of Oregon as as a region contracted with with Travel Oregon as the state entity that is what we're tasked with doing, working with our community partners to elevate people from Portland coming into Eugene for an overnight stay, of course. But yep. our message really is looking at where else, what other populations are similar to ours, people looking for outdoor rec. Ironman's a great example, right? So mm-hmm. we have Ironman coming in this weekend into Salem. People who want sports recreation, sports tourism, we're going to be targeting them to say, hey, come to Tracktown. You know, come to mm-hmm. Eugene for a weekend. Come come see the, the history of the Waffle Soul and the Fosbury Flop. Mm-hmm. You know, come and come and see and participate uh, in Ironman in Salem. Um, because we do have these things available. Or if it's, you know, a, a holiday, you know, we know that Europeans love longer holidays. And so we'll we'll target multi-day itineraries with other regions, neighboring regions like Southern Oregon, you know, to to keep people, if they're culinary focused, to keep people eating and drinking their way through the valley or through the state for, for a week or longer. Um, we do target the uh, larger international airports, but we really highlight our regional airports like Eugene um, mm. as often as possible because if they're already in the states and getting around, there is a little ease in in regional airport travel. But really aligning our messaging with Travel Oregon to make sure that we're targeting the correct audiences that we are seeing the demographics come from. Again, yeah. it's it's a numbers game, but it's also paying attention to that travel barometer, right? What, what time of year are people traveling and what do they want to see when they come? You know, that business aspect of it is I've got to learn more about just, you know, the network of Travel Oregon and, you know, how much it really means to our state. So like you said, the, us living here, we might not see the marketing, um, you know, maybe if we're walking through the airport where you're doing a lot of things otherwise, we don't maybe realize the economic impact what you and your partners and the other uh, kind of travel associations around the state have. So I don't know if you have any kind of latest numbers or just general things you could share about that impact. Well, just because it's top of mind, uh, Ironman last year during the pandemic injected over $11 million into Salem in one weekend. Wow. So that's one event, one weekend. Um, I, I want to say it was uh, right around 2,200 uh, athletes that came in to, to the Willamette Valley. So if you look at numbers like that, it's sports tourism alone is a trillion dollar industry. Wow. So when you look at tourism in general, people traveling, even if you are, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on sports because that's top of mind for me. We've got world athletics coming. So we have athletes from almost every country in the world. We have volunteers from almost 50 countries coming just to volunteer for the event to participate in this. It's the first time this event has been in the United States. Oregon is so proud to host this. So sports being top of mind, when you're looking at travel, you have several layers of sports travelers. You have people who 
are spectators, you have people who participate, and you have people who are looking at the history and just want to see the place, right? So if you look at every aspect of travel that way, there's a possibility, there's a great possibility that you're going to see deep down how we travel as individuals, right? Whether you're a family who has a student who plays sports, right? You're going to get in the car, load up your kids for the weekend, drive to Central Oregon for a softball tournament. You're probably going to stay overnight. Whether you live in Salem or Portland, that overnight room night benefits that local tourism entity. So visit Central Oregon or, or Bend. And, and those lodging dollars that the tax revenue goes back to the state then to be able to highlight Oregon for the world. And it is a huge, it's, it's a phenomenal impact. And a lot of people do come back and say, well, what do you do? And I, I, ask, I get asked that all the time. Well, what exactly do you do? And I say, well, it's really hard to explain. But if you've, ever, if you've ever traveled, you know, we've all, you know, at least taken a road trip. Yeah. You'll see other locations. You know, you'll see Wyoming. You'll see Yellowstone. You'll mm-hmm. see, you know, New York. All of those places marketed to us you know, depending on where we are, because we are the target market. We're not going to mm. sell ourselves as as much. So that's really where where that line is. Our dollars go to bring people in to visit so that we can tell our stories and share what valuable, amazing places we live in. Um, well, thanks for, you know, sharing that because I, I, I appreciate it. And I think as I'm getting more knowledgeable about it, I think a lot of folks in the community don't know that story, don't know behind the scenes how the strategy and, you know, frankly, the amount of dollars that are coming in from, you know, you know the, the travel, but also uh, the stories you're trying to tell across the, the country. So what do you think, like, travel-wise is on your roadmap that's changing in the next few years as far as uh, people's behavior of travel? So, you know, there's a lot, been a lot of headlines about how COVID affected travel. Now, you know, the airports are packed and uh, people are acting rude at the airports. My brother's a pilot. He tells me how people lost their manners during this. But I'm just curious, like, have you had any research or data or what's on the roadmap of how that's going to affect you know, us here in the state? We really do pay attention to traveler sentiment, and that's a great question. So as we look at traveler sentiment domestically across the U.S., we're following trends. We're seeing how people are navigating we're seeing that people are still steering toward more rural areas than massive urban centers, right? There's multiple reasons for that. But as we kind of see COVID restrictions lighten and lessen, we know that there's still a risk. So, of course, we're making sure to, to still, if you jump on our webpage, willamettevalley.org, selfless plug there, um, you will see, you know, there, there's, there's always up-to-date information just so that people are aware and, and they know precautions in the area. But traveler sentiment, getting back to that, when we see spikes in rural travel, we work closer with our DMO partners and those rural communities to make sure that we're not over, there's not over tourism, right? We want to make sure to protect that location. So another key term or buzzword is regenerative travel. And that's one of our main components right now. One of the pillars we're really working hard on. And regenerative travel really goes back to it's similar to sustainable travel, but regenerative travel means you're leaving a place better than you found it in a way. And the concept um, is generations old. And it really goes back to wanting to leave a place protected for generations to come. So when you come into a small community and it's rural and you just want to get out of the city or you're traveling somewhere, or maybe we have someone from the East Coast or Boston or so, you know, someone that flies in and, 
and they want to go to rural Oregon, we want to make sure that they understand if they have a coach bus where they can and can't go. We want to make sure that if it's if it's over visited already, we put out there and that's part of our marketing, right? This is going to be a little full. Here's a few other options. Or uh, talking to the community members and finding out what exactly they need. You know, we always recommend guides and operators. So if you have, if you're coming into an area for the first time, it's great to have a guide on the Willamette River or a guide for an outdoor recreation event or cycling because they'll be able to tell you what to pack, what to prepare for. They'll have all the gear you need and they'll give you a little bit of a history lesson, right, of the area and, and you'll get a great experience. So those components there also give back to the community, right? You're, you're eating at a local place, you're staying at a local place and that community is left better than you found it because of the revenue you're injecting. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I, you know, I've obviously heard of sustainable travel, but this term regenerative travel, um, and it fits well with kind of who we are as a state, really, too, right? Our, our exactly e- our ethos. So, um, how do you work with the partners across the st- state? Like I mentioned, I interviewed uh, the executive director from Travel Southern Oregon, and then um, I would love to talk to some other folks. But I'm just curious. Like I know there's like a big state kind of conference once a year, but how just throughout the year, how are you like sharing data and just coordinating um, those those different things? Uh, believe it or not, it's it's harder than it sounds, even though, you know, Bob is our neighbor to the South, travels yeah. Southern Oregon. Um, and we, we do our best to keep in touch via email and text. Um, oftentimes we have, well, we do have a, an annual governor's conference where all the regions, the DMOs participate. We share ideas, we go over challenges. We talk about the upcoming fiscal years and, and what to expect. We talk about trends. Um, but we also have check-ins with Travel Oregon um, with our fellow regions. So as regional entities, we're able to discuss what we're working on. And those things, at those times, we're able to connect and, and figure out how to align the one thing that we don't want to do is duplicate work and duplicate efforts because it doesn't benefit any of us. Perfect example of working collaboratively cross regionally would be bringing someone in for uh, an, you know, an itinerary or bringing um, a trade show. And we had um, Adventure Travel Trade Association come in, ATTA, and we did a multi-region itinerary for travel writers between us and Central Oregon. And that oh, gave cool. us an opportunity in coordination with Travel Oregon to highlight both regions. And this is how you can travel. You don't just, you, you, you know, you can fly into Portland and, and just drive to Bend, but you don't have to. You can actually spend a couple days crossing, you know, the 58 and seeing the, the Cascades, stay in Eugene, you know, go back up to Portland. So there's how you travel the state is very important. And that's cross-regionally what we try to promote. The other um, example that I have for you, we're getting ready to launch um, a frontline staff uh, resource video for hmm. DEI conversations. And that was funded in part by Travel Southern Oregon. They didn't have the capacity because we're often, I mean, we're a team of, of two plus an AmeriCorps placement. So we have a very, we're tiny teams doing yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and often we don't have capacity, but sometimes we can help fund programs to keep those moving forward. So Bob and the Southern Oregon team um, were very gracious in helping to, to fund the production of some videos for frontline staff for DEI work so that we can start working through some of the challenges we're seeing um, and realizing, you know, as, as we as we start to unpack our own biases in, in tourism, how to be better practitioners of the work and then also how to be 
more hospitable in general. So, well, yeah, that's it. That's, I didn't know you kind of share resources like that. That's, that's great. Um, so where do you like to go to in Oregon? Oh, I, I know you're from Southern Oregon. I'm from <laughs> Southern Oregon too, not Klamath County, but Grants Pass. So that's why I enjoyed talking to Bob, uh, my last episode, but do you get back home or do you, what are some of the other places you like to scoot around the state to? Yeah. So like I said, I've lived everywhere, but Portland. So, um, I've, I've lived in Lapine and Bend. I've, I've lived in Burns. Mm. I've lived in Klamath and Chiloquin. Um, I've lived on the coast. My youngest daughter was born in Newport, lived mm. in Lincoln city. So I, I do love the coast. Um, I gotta say, I, I love just making a day trip. I live in Salem right now, so it's easy an hour to the coast or an hour to the mountains to ski in the winter. So I'm, I'm kind of in the perfect spot and yeah. my oldest loves Asian cuisine cuisine. So we head up to Portland often to hit the food carts and, and go to Asian markets. So, you know, it's any, any given week and I'm never just in the Valley. I will say that. Yeah, That's cool. What's a undiscovered place maybe in Willamette Valley that people might not know about or an activity it doesn't have to be like a, a certain spot. Great. Uh, newly undiscovered, recently discovered for us, uh, tree climbing at Silver Falls. So oh, if you've been okay. to Silver Falls State yeah. Park and you're familiar with the hike there, go a little deeper in and you can actually, there is a tree climbing experience and you get harnessed up and you get to climb these massive trees. And they do have an evening event also where you, you know, you get a light attached to your head and you know, the, the, I have not done the evening one, but I'm told mm -hmm. that, that the moths and things that float around and fly around, you see the sunset. And as cool. you descend, it kind of looks like stars, you know, rotating above wow. your head as, as, as you're in the light. So, uh, but the tree climbing, um, great experience. That's something that's, that's undiscovered, really a short drive from the Portland area or most of the Willamette Valley. But if you're, if you're out for a day hike to Silver Falls, definitely call ahead um, if you're heading that direction see if you can get out there to to climb a tree that's very cool i, I don't know might be a little adventurous for me but <laughs> uh sounds fun and then one of the last things i want to ask you i'm just you know this whole industry um you know i've uh maybe several years ago i went to the the governor's conference in pendleton as a part of a previous job i did and it was really fascinating how close-knit and just how much energy and, and you know, frankly how organized it is as far as like through travel oregon and just this industry so people like young people wanted to get into you know tr travel like the travel associations and more the the, the part part of the world you're in are there programs like a college or just because uh, it's something when i was uh you know, going through college and that it's not something I even thought about, but it's so interesting to me. And I, I, maybe there's just, there's an avenue for folks. There, there are several avenues and that is another um, great point. So the energy that you feel at the governor's conference or when you're working with tourism professionals, because uh, we work in hospitality, you know, we love what we yeah. do. Yeah. We're passionate about our place. We want to tell the stories of the people that we, that we love and care about. And for those wanting to get into this market, it's not just about hotels and lodging and restaurants, right? There, and it's not just about DMOs or regional DMOs. Everyone's goal, including mine, you know, even 17, 18 years ago when I got into tourism was, I want to work at Travel Oregon. But there's, there's so many facets of that, right? We've got, you know, partners, people that we work with at Travel Oregon who just do data and analytics. Mm. We do, we have partners who just work on the sustainability front. We have people who are just working with um, our, our DEI arm. 
Thanks again for joining the show. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of ThatCast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well.